Section 16 from Satirical and Humorous Poems, Part 1, by Thomas Moore. Read for LibriVox.org by Noel Badrian. From the Skeptic As the gay tint that decks the vernal rose, Not in the flower, but in our vision glows, as the ripe flavour of Falernia tides, Not in the wine, but in our taste resides. So when, with heartfelt tribute, we declare That Marco's honest, and that Susan's fair, Tis in our minds, and not in Susan's eyes, Or Marco's life, the worth or beauty lies. For she, in flat-nosed China, would appear as plain a thing as Lady Anne is here. And one light joke at rich Loretto's dome would rank good Marco with the damned at Rome. There's no deformity so vile, so base, that tis not somewhere thought a charm, a grace. No foul reproach that may not steal a beam From other sons to bleach it to esteem. Ask who is wise. You'll find the selfsame man, a sage in France, A madman in Japan. And here some head beneath a mitre swells, Which there had tingled to a cap and bells. Nay, there may yet some monstrous region be, Unknown to Cook and from Napoleon free, Where Castlereagh would for a patriot pass, And mouthing Musgrave scarce be deemed an ass. End of poem. The Twopenny Postbag Letter 2 From Colonel McMahon to Gould Francis Lecky, Esquire Dear Sir, I've just had time to look into your very learned book, wherein, as plain as man can speak, whose English is half modern Greek, you prove that we can ne'er entrench our happy isles against the French, till royalty in England's made a much more independent trade. In short, until the house of Guelph lays lords and commons on the shelf, and boldly sets up for itself. All that can well be understood in this said book is vastly good, and as to what's incomprehensible, I dare be sworn tis full as sensible. But to your work's immortal credit, the prince, good sir, the prince has read it. The only book himself remarks, which he has read since Mrs. Clark's. Last levee morn he looked it through, during that awful hour or two of grave tonsorial preparation, which to a fond admiring nation sends forth, announced by trump and drum, the best Whig prince in Christendom. He thinks with you the imagination of partnership in legislation could only enter in the noddles of dull and ledger-keeping twaddles, whose heads on firms are running so, they even must have a king and co. And hence most eloquently show forth on checks and balances and so forth. But now he trusts we're coming nearer, far more royal, loyal era, when England's monarch need but say, 
Whip me those scoundrels, Castlereagh, or hang me up those papists, Eldon, and twill be done, ay, faith, and well done. With view to which I've this command to beg, sir, from your travelled hand, round which the foreign graces swarm, a plan of radical reform, compiled and chosen as best you can in Turkey or at Isfahan and quite upturning branch and root lords commons and burdett to boot but pray whate'er you may impart write somewhat more brief than major cartwright else though the prince be long in rigging twould take at least a fortnight's wigging two wigs to every paragraph before he well could get through half you'll send it also speedily as truth to say twixt you and me his highness heated by your work already thinks himself grand turk and you'd have laughed had you seen how he scared the chancellor just now when on his lordship's entering poofty slapped his back and called him mufti the tailors too have got commands to put directly into hands all sorts of dulimans and pouches with sashes turbans and pabuches while yarmouth sketching out a plan of new moustaches a la ottoman and all things fitting and expedient to turkify our gracious regent you therefore have no time to waste so send your system yours in haste End of poem. Extracts from the Diary of a Politician Wednesday Through Manchester Square took a canter just now, Met the old yellow chariot and made a low bow. This I did, of course, thinking twas loyal and civil, But got such a look, oh, twas black as the devil, How unlucky, in cog he was travelling about and i like a noodle must go find him out memo when next by the old yellow chariot i ride to remember there is nothing princely inside thursday at levee to-day made another sad blunder what can be come over me lately i wonder the prince was as cheerful as if all his life he had never been troubled with friends or a wife fine weather says he to which i who must prate answered yes sir but changeable rather of late he took it i fear for he looked somewhat gruff and handled his new pair of whiskers so rough that before all courtiers i feared they'd come off and then lord how jerram would triumphantly scoff memo to buy for son dicky some unguent or lotion to nourish his whiskers sure road to promotion saturday last night a concert vastly gay given by lady castlereagh my lord loves music and we know has two strings always to his bow in choosing songs the regent named had i a heart for falsehood framed while gentle hartford begged and prayed for young i am and sore afraid end of poem what's my thought like question why is a pump like viscount castlereagh 
answer because it is a slender thing of wood that up and down its awkward arm doth sway and coolly spout and spout and spout away in one weak washy everlasting flood End of poem. epigram dialogue between a dowager and her maid on the night of lord yarmouth's fate i want the court guide said my lady to look if the house seymour place be at thirty or twenty we've lost the court guide ma'am but here's the red book where you'll find i dare say seymour places in plenty End of poem. Little Man and Little Soul A Ballad To the tune of There was a little man and he wooed a little maid Dedicated to the Right Honourable Charles Abbott Arcanas Ambo e Cantare Pares 1813 There was a little man and he had a little soul and he said little soul let us try 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 whether it's within our reach to make up a little speech just between you and little i i i just between little you and little i then said his little soul peeping from her little hole i protest little man you are stout 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 but if it's not uncivil pray tell me what the devil must our little little speech be about bout bout must our little little speech be about the little man looked big with the assistance of his wig and he called his little soul to order 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 till she feared he'd make her jog in to jail like thomas croggin as she wasn't duke or earl to reward her order ward her as she wasn't duke or earl to reward her the little man then spoke little soul it is no joke for as sure as jackie fuller loves a sup 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 i will tell the prince and people what i think of church and steeple and my little patent plan to prop them up 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 and my little patent plan to prop them up away then cheek by jowl little man and little soul went and spoke their little speech to a tittle 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 and the world all declare that this priggish little pair never yet in all their lives looked so little 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 never yet in all their lives looked so little end of poem reinforcements for lord wellington suosque tibi commendat troja penates hos cape fatorum comites virgil eighteen thirteen as recruits in these times are not easily got and the marshal must have them pray why should we not as the last and i grant it the worst of our loans to him ship off the ministry body and bones to him there's not in all england i'll venture to swear any men we could half so conveniently spare and though they've been helping the french for years past we may thus make them useful to england at last castlereagh in our sieges might save some disgraces being used to the taking and keeping of places and volunteer canning still ready for joining 
might show off his talents for sly undermining could the household but spare us its glory and pride old headford at horn's work again might be tried and as chief justice make a bold charge at his side while van sittart could victual the troops upon tick and the doctor look after the baggage and sick nay i do not see why the great regent himself should in times such as these stay at home on the shelf though through narrow defiles he's not fitted to pass yet who could resist if he bore down our mass and though oft of an evening perhaps he might prove like our spanish confederates unable to move yet there's one thing in war of advantage unbounded which is that he could not with ease be surrounded in my next i shall sing of their arms and equipment at present no more but good luck to the shipment end of poem this recording is in the public domain